songs podcast with mike hogan <laughs> that's great is that ted <laughs> that's teddy yeah here, here with jack nice. houston subbing for mr bob nastanovich it's uh i believe it's episode number 28 that's crazy there's like yeah. 20 episode 28 and like uh you've been doing this for a month yeah something like that um november 29th 2017 welcome jack welcome back jack this is your oh, second thanks show. for having me back you, uh, we didn't. I didn't scare you away last time, so thank you. No. Glad you could make it back. Had fun. Sure. Had it fun and fun. wanted to do it again. You know, we. Um, you brought the rock last time. I did because I wanted to. You know, I didn't want to bore anybody. That's okay. Now and uh, now we're gonna bring everybody down. I don't know. No, maybe not. We're we're just just uh, in time for the holidays. That's right. This is, this is the holiday show. We're gonna we're, we're gonna Getting everyone ready. We're gonna play some weepers. Some yeah. uh, some heavy tunes, but that's okay. It's good. No, they're good. For, they're good for you. They're good. They're, they're good for you. Way down, way down deep inside. So of course the premise is you bring three songs, I bring three songs. Uh, in some cases they're songs that neither of us have heard. In some cases they're songs that we both love. Um, which is I think at least you brought one that uh ab well you brought a couple that i'm very 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 familiar with uh one i'm a little less familiar with um and i think i oh. brought what three that you don't know at all so yeah probably that's good i mean i and i only know one of the i only know one of the artists the artists that i bring artists. yeah yeah I it's mean, yeah. and that's actually that's a good point they're all there are no bands they're all artists on this episode you, so yeah that's a, i hate that <laughs> well i should say they're all uh songs under the names of individuals uh right will. right because so, you know anyone who calls themselves an artist needs to just get a job yeah well that's that's fair <laughs> uh, and you're gonna start this one off you're gonna start this show off with uh may i may have played a song from back in the 20s uh, but otherwise, this is probably have. this this is this is the oldest might be the oldest song we've played on the show so far. So and it's also someone you someone that gets checked name checked in this show quite quite frequently. Uh, yeah, Bob's mentioned him a couple times. I think I may right. have mentioned him a couple yeah. times. Um, so I appreciate you bringing a little Mississippi John Hurt to the show. There we go. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, love these. You you brought something from the 1928 sessions. It's been reissued a bunch of times. These were, of course, on old scratchy 78s. So. I think I might have got it from you. You may have. Uh, the source material is um, a little rough, to say the least, but uh, it's the best we have. and it's. Still, I'm going to say it's charming. It's Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. It just adds to it. Um, we'll play the song, and then you tell me why you brought it, okay? It's uh, Mississippi John Hurt, Got the Blues, Can't Be Satisfied. All right. 
Got the blues, can't be satisfied Got the blues, can't be satisfied Keep the blues, I'll catch the train and ride Whiskey Street will drive the blues away Whiskey Street will drive the blues away That be the case I won't support today Bought my gal a great big diamond ring Bought my gal a great big diamond ring Come right back home and cost her shaking that thing I said, baby, why make you act this way? I said, baby, why did you act this way? Said I won't miss anything she gives away. Took my gun. And I broke the bell down Took my gun, broke the bell down Put my baby six feet under the ground I cut that joker so long, deep and wide Cut that joker so long, deep and wide you got the blues and still ain't satisfied There you go Mississippi well, There's a lot Jordan. of reasons to pick that song Yeah Was it Was it the, the reference to Whiskey Straight Going to drive those blues away? Is that it? Yeah Maybe. That was it. You know me. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> you know, you know it can. Well, that's true. Uh, he he speaks the truth. This is he speaks the truth. Those are that's that's those. I think they call those truth bombs. <laughs> so yeah, Mississippi John Hurt. Uh, it's funny that there's a lot of uh, really really good songs from those sessions. Uh, yeah, and it was really really tough to pick one. Yeah. Well, that's it was a, just almost that's good, impossible. That's a good well. That's the tough thing with this show. You have to narrow it down to three out of yeah. all the songs out there. So, uh, so why'd you pick that one instead of say Lewis Collins, which is probably the one I would have leaned toward? Um, uh, probably because I think the Dead are known for doing that song, gotcha. and a lot of other people are known for doing that song. And um, someone jokingly asked me to play it recently. Ah. Uh, <laughs> See, and I, I guess I'm blissfully ignorant of a lot of that stuff because, um, you know, I don't, I don't uh, collect 
live dead shows, so I, I've, I, I'm not sure I've you even should. heard their version, which is fine. Uh, well, not that you I'm know, a... if you work in the industry that I work in, you, you've heard all of those shows. That's right. You work in the beer brewing industry in Portland, Oregon, so um, I think there are probably a few hippies there, huh? There, there's there's a lot. And, and there's people you know. Yeah, I know, I know. There's a lot of people, you know, I'm not the only one, you know. <laughs> but there's, you know, Brewers and the Dead, I don't know what it is, but there's a this huge, it's it's terrifying. I know some of them are hippies. Uh, it's not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> there is. Sometimes but yeah, there is. Mississippi but John Hurt. Uh, the, thing about, the thing about Mississippi, I think I... I kind of like a lot of other people. It's like, you know, Robert Johnson's supposed to be sort of the gateway into all that stuff. He's supposed to be the gateway into acoustic blues. And I, I never, I never got it. Yeah. I'm kind of with I mean, you. I mean, I appreciate him, but he's not the one I gravitate towards at all. But when I heard Mississippi John Hurt, it's like, Oh, this guy really sings like an angel and really plays like the devil. <laughs> It's, that's it's the thing. unbelievable. It's, it is. It's beautiful. It's, it's weird to say that about a blues song, but it's beautiful. No, it's it's yeah. That was the, that was the thing that dropped that sort of drew me to it. Was just just a, a beauty in his voice that's just that can't be that can't be satisfied. I guess right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. It just can't even be described. I don't. You, you know. You could. I don't know. Someone might be able to, but it ain't me. Well, and it's it's it ain't me, babe. Yeah, it's 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 sweet. There's something very appealing to his voice, aside from the 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 lyrical content, which is you know, in that song, I mean, it's pretty dark. I mean, there's talks. There's about, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, pretty pretty dark stuff. But his his voice and his playing are so beautiful. Um, and really, like you know, I mentioned it with on previous shows with Bob. I don't see that much of a difference between what say he was doing and what some of the later folk singers or even some of the four track lo-fi artists like Lou Barlow were doing you know just like really really good songs in the three minute art form expressed you know quite succinctly with just an acoustic guitar and voice um, yeah that's a, it's almost an impossible thing to do yeah <laughs> Well, and you know, I'm going to play a couple along those lines in this show. Um, but yeah, I, I think in in some ways, you know, maybe they get as approached to be as good as Mississippi John Hurt. But in my in my feeling, you know, there's there's almost nobody better. And he's somebody that, um, you know, like like uh, Robert Ca uh, Robert Wilkins, who I played on one of the earlier shows, recorded early in the 20s and 30s, and then, quote-unquote, disappeared just, and resurfaced in the 60s. Well, yeah, that's when all those those white guys were hunting for him. That's right, playing Newport Folk it's Festival. Weird. But it's nice well, because— Well, yeah, like, you know, Fahey did his journey to find— who was, he, was he trying to find Mississippi? Who was he trying to find? Oh, I don't remember. It, it, and with— uh, it was a book of white. I think he was trying to find Mississippi John Hurt. If I'm not maybe, maybe. I know, know a lot more about Fahey than I do. I know he tracked down Book of White. I mean, it was him and Dick Spotswood. They were two buddies, you know. And of course, and they were from the West Coast. There's a couple yeah. dudes from the East Coast doing the same thing. Yeah. At the same time, it's weird. Like they didn't even know each other, but they were on this journey to 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 find these guys. Well, I think Harry Smith's 
a massive compilation of the American anthology of folk music. Just opened, like blew the doors wide open for all of that stuff. And whether it was an an acoustic blues singer like Mississippi John Hurt, or whether it was a quote-unquote country folk singer like Doc Boggs, I think I never could figure out the difference. I don't even I don't, know why there is some sort I of weird I distinction. Don't, I guess it's the white guys and the black guys. I don't know. Um, I don't know because because someone was telling me Mississippi John Hurt's a, a, a country folk guy. It's like what what does that even mean? I even know I don't even know the definition. The country blues. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't either. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know it doesn't. It's it's it like it's like splitting hairs that it's just not even worth in in my opinion. But uh, yeah, it's like which type of punk rock are you? Right. But but fortunately, uh, John Hurt was was still around and still able to play and, and recorded some really good records in the '60s too. But for me, the oh, those are stuff, really good. Yeah, but that one. That was a 27, 28, right? Yeah, 28. Like that is the that is. is the thing. It is. Everything from those sessions, uh, top notch. So thank you. I haven't listened to wow. that record in a while. Or I haven't listened to oh, those well, songs in a while. I'm so, uh, that's, that surprises me that you yeah. haven't listened to it in a while. There's a lot of music so I, out I, there. There's a lot of music out there, Jack. So, so yeah, no, I appreciate the, you know, and I know those songs so well, it's almost like, they're ingrained in my brain. Like I, I don't even need to play them because I can just like close my eyes and listen. Yeah, like Stairway or something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for you, I guess. But <laughs> I just don't need to hear it anymore, man. It's just in my head. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to play another, I guess, folk blues singer, uh, a later one than Mississippi John Hurt, uh, and, and probably turn me on a more obscure one. Um, this this is a guy who released a bunch of records on his own. Uh, and they were pretty hard to find and actually ended up, uh, getting, a, getting these records. I think he, pa- he unfortunately passed away, but after, after he died, uh, you know, some, some record collectors discovered them and, and they were reissued. Many of them were reissued by a label very close to you, which is uh, Mississippi records. So, oh yeah, they put out, they put awesome a stuff. lot of really good stuff. Anyway, I'm talking about a guy named Abner J. Uh, I believe he's from Atlanta or was from Atlanta. And uh, since since uh, this is the Weepers, Wrist Slitters, uh, you know, Tear Jerkers, whatever you want to call it. This is, uh, this is the Christmas show. Yeah. Uh, it's a holiday show. Getting this, you prepared for your family month. That's right. This this song is, is very aptly called I'm So Depressed. Here we go. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play it. I was born during a hot depression days. Oh, my Lord. Hop 
Abner J. When did that come out? That was originally released in 1968 on a record called Terrible Comedy Blues. <laughs> so, terrible Comedy Blues. Terrible Comedy Blues. 1968. I think I self-released. I thought it was a little over the top. Self-released. You thought it was a little over the top? No, no. I was wondering if it was like Terrible Comedy Blues. Did people think it was like I, I think people didn't know what to make. I, I think that probably sold only a handful of copies he he probably sold it at shows i mean he was this one-man band playing all of the instruments that you heard on that himself probably you know like strapped with a bass drum on his back and you know harmonica a lot of duct duct tape yeah exactly wires yeah so uh 1968 Nice I was going to say, it, it sounded like the Stones in 65 just ripped that off. That was like even later. A little bit later, yeah. A little bit later. But that, that guitar, that vibro guitar, and and just that whole, that picking pattern thing. And it's like, oh, I, I, I've heard this before. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, it's it's good stuff. If you, you should head down to Mississippi Records. I'm sure that they still have some copies on the uh, on vinyl, um, but yeah. Well, he, everyone everyone should head to Mississippi Records when they. Well, not everyone the is again. not everyone is within driving distance like you, Jack. So that's true. That's <laughs> true. 
I always drive by it in the morning. It's not even open yet. Well, that's, you know, that's another and issue that was, entirely. They also want me to have cash, which is another issue. Yeah, you know, it's the first world problems, my man. These are these are not the kind of problems Abner J was singing it's, about. when. You... I know, but it's not the 1900s. That's true. That's true. They want, they want gold coins at this point, I think. Yeah, Bitcoin. You can maybe, you know, just give maybe me a Bitcoin, Bitcoin wallet. Though. Uh, all right. Well, I jumped a little forward, but but you, you're you're going to jump back into the fifties here, right? Yeah. Yes, I am. And uh, I got this. I got this record. I don't know. I got this record a long time ago. Two. There was a couple Verve compilations that I picked up, and they're they're all Daryl Billy Holiday. And I was just, I, I was mesmerized. I was like, I need to listen to her because I'd heard her stuff. And there was just, man, there's something about that voice that is just untouchable. Well, let's play it, and then we'll talk yeah. about it. Uh, a song you picked, you said 1952, is that right? It's 51 or 52. I think it's 51. Okay. Well, let's, let's play it, and then we'll talk. East of the Sun, West of the Moon by Billie Holiday. East of the sun and west of the moon, we'll build a dream house of love, dear, near to the sun in the day, near to the moon at night, we'll live in a lovely way, dear, living on love and pale moonlight, just you and I, forever and a day. Love will not die We'll keep it that way Up among the stars we'll find A harmony of life to a lovely tune East of the sun and west of the moon Dear, east of the sun and west of the moon Of the moon, near 
east of the sun and west of the moon. Beautiful. Billy Holiday. Yeah. Nice one, Jack. There's there's no better voice. It's, like, there's different voices, but there's nothing better than her singing. So, I I like Billy. Actually, I'm very fascinated with Billy, especially that album she did a year before she died when her voice was completely shot called Lady in Satin. I love that. Yeah. Record. Love that record. Because um, she's kind of doing it on heart. You know, I think I think the earlier stuff she was doing it on that voice but it was yeah. Maybe- well, I was I was I went back. I was listening to some early like the the RCA stuff. I guess it is like from the late thirties. You know, it's really jumpy. Yeah, and it's really, it's it's really, and she sounds younger, but she also sounds like this is like fifty one. So that's you know, good 10, 15 years later. Like at this point, I think her like life has crept in. Sure, for sure. Voice. Yep. And and also just not only that, but just just you know, jazz, you know, most jazz people don't don't even get halfway good until they're 35. Yeah. Well, like, and- you know, it's 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 not rock and roll cuz rock and roll is about you know, youth. Rock and roll is about like I'm young and I'm dumb and I know more than you and I'm going to say it really loud. Right. It's, 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 <laughs> but jazz is just like, I've lived a long time and I really do know more than you. Yeah. No, <laughs> you it, go, it's, it's a, it's a good point because I think some of the earlier stuff from Billy, which I appreciate, but I don't love. Right. Is, is because her voice is so good, like technically. I don't. It, it leaves me almost a little cold. But it's those. Right. It's those songs like the one you played. But you know, even even more so that whole Lady in Satin record for me. It's like you right. can tell she's been There's, through something and she's doing she's it on heart. A lot of stuff. Yeah, it's like the analogy I'll use. I don't know if you're a big baseball fan. Actually, I don't think you are. But I'll use this anyway. It's like I love baseball movies. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So it's the the young, ta- completely raw talent pitcher who can throw a hundred miles an hour, um, you know, and blows the batters away. And then later in his career, as his arm is kind of shot and he's maybe not got the uh, speed on the fastball anymore, has to learn to be a better pitcher in order to get players out to get batters out it's right, like, gets smarter right it's he's 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 got to adjust and he's got to his game becomes more well-rounded instead of being one-dimensional for me that's what billy holiday right well later and, in her and, career and then is. the beauty of that 40 year old pitcher and there's i think there's several of them now in the league sure if i'm not mistaken yeah that 40 45 year old pitcher is that he's just smarter than that guy well he has to be he's, because he he's can't see bu- you. He's seen you a thousand times. Yeah. Well, and he can't get by on, you know, like the rock and roll 20, 21 year old, you know, bravado. And, and no, now he has to get by on whiskey and cigarettes. <laughs> That's right. And 
And uh, yeah, with Billy, it was definitely whiskey and cigarettes for sure. <laughs> and a lot of other things. Yeah. For, but yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's nice. I, I, uh, I haven't listened to Billy in a while and uh, maybe it's time for me to dive a little more deeply into her, her catalog. I go through, I go through phases and which drives everyone to distraction, of course, but, <laughs> but there's something about, but there is, there's something about her voice. And then there's, you know, it, it she doesn't sing like a like a singer either. She doesn't sing like a like a gifted singer. She sings, she sings like a like a horn player. Yeah, that's you true. Know, that's a good point. You know her whole you know her, you know relationship with Lester Young and all that, and and but she really does. She sings more like a sax player than than you know someone who's trying to show you how great they can hit a note. Yeah, no, for sure. Her phrasing. It's very oh, it's, un- it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Jack. Appreciate that. Oh, there we go. Uh, I'm going to switch things up a little, and I'm going to go. This is somewhat more contemporary. Um, this is uh, this is a song from 2009. This is a song from uh, a guy named Vic Chestnut, who I've I've I think Bob and I have talked a little bit about him on the show before. Um, but we haven't we haven't featured a song of his. I think I maybe even mentioned and played a snippet of a song of, of, of his before. But this is, for me, like, this is just a soul-crushing song because it's, I'll play it. Uh, it's called Flirted With You All My Life. It's, it's his song to death, um, which came on his last album in 2009 before he passed away shortly afterwards um so yeah vic chestnut uh get out the tissues man all right Oh, 
death you hector me and decimate those dear to me and tease me with your sweet relief you are cruel and you are constant when my mom was cancer sick Fought, but then succumbed to it But you made her beg for it Lord Jesus, please, I'm ready Oh, death Oh, death Big chestnut. Whoa. Yeah. That was was crazy. Intense, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So that came out on his final album at the cut in that, 2009. That was 2009. And he passed right. away on Christmas Day, 2009. A few months. And then there was a there was another release after that. Oh yeah, I, I think, think we talked about. Maybe. It's entirely possible. Um I think th- a, there have been some posthumous ones, but that was the that was the album that came out pr- just prior to his death, and it, it's you should you should track it well, down. I'm, I'm gonna go get it. You should track that album down for sure, uh, but you should also track down. There's an NPR interview with him um, when the album came out. That's that's just it's. I mean, it's like that's you know he talks about that song too, which is like. You know, no death. I'm not ready. It's like he—he. He, I don't know if you whether or not you know this his story. I mean, he's. I know a bit of it. I know he, bits and pieces of it. He's a guy who, in as a teenager, was just kind of a fuck up and was drinking and wrecked a car. Became I did that. Yeah, was like was in a wheelchair because of the car wreck. Right. Um. He was also, I believe he was gay and, you know, at the, at the time in the late 80s, early 90s, it wasn't as accepted and like he had, you know, he's from the South, he had a hard time, you know, just like very, yeah. very conflicted guy, like very difficult person. I mean, I actually saw him live 
one of his first albums. He was opening for for Bob Mould uh, when Bob Mould did an acoustic tour uh, after one of his, you know, probably. I would guess 90, maybe, 89, 90, 91, something like that. So pretty early. Um, And Vic Chestnut's up there in his wheelchair on stage, and it was just like he was ornery and uncomfortable, and it was just like difficult to watch. And the sense that I get is that sometimes there's a good documentary that's worth watching. I think it's on YouTube. I don't know if it's actually been officially released um, but you can definitely track it down on YouTube about well, he's, Nick. Uh, he was just a, he was a like very difficult guy, you know? I mean, sometimes he would be very sweet and other times he would just, you know, get up there and be like, I don't want to play. Yeah. Uh, so complex character. But I think the thing with, the, with that song and the interview that, you know, af- that came out afterwards, it's like he kind of came to terms and he said, you know, like he'd had some suicide attempts. He wasn't sure if, you know, he was self-medicating and all of this sort of stuff. And he'd, it was sort of his realization that, no, I do want to live. I want to live this life. You know, I'm not ready. Right. Uh, you know, and then the horrible, just awful irony is that, you know, then he passed away shortly afterwards because of all of these, you know, many ongoing health issues, you know, not having adequate health care, not being able to deal with well, some surgeries and things that he needed so and then the other thing too is just like with just like, you know how how long do you want to live with that oh god yeah it's just you know yeah it's it's you know whatever i mean that's a shitty thing to say maybe but it's, it's like true it's like fuck you know right if you're in that position right it, that's that stuff hurts it's a hard like, it's, it's it's hard yeah it's it can't everything be easy is insanely hard every if you don't day you don't get know that then you can't you don't get to judge right oh no 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 judgment at all i mean for me i mean he, he made some amazing music you know and he made oh, absolutely the, the thing with the thing with vic the interesting thing with him is it's all over the map. Like he would make songs like that that just crush you, but then he would also make like really, really goofy songs that are like almost like, like just make you fall over laughing. And it's like, which is kind of like the next guy that's coming up would kind of do the same thing sometimes, you know. Uh, and I just realized, I realized during that song that uh, aside from Mississippi John Hurt, everyone we're playing has kind of died young. In- Oh yeah, sadly died young. So anyway, well, it is the, it is the Christmas show, Mike. This is this is true. The we're, Christmas we're getting a little ahead of it, but, uh, yeah, but, but yeah. But there's an album that came out uh, in 2010 that I think I talked to you about called Dark Night of the Soul. You did, which is with Mark Linkos and and Danger Mouse and I guess David Lynch was involved in putting it together, but uh, Vic Chestnut has a song on there called Grim Augury, which is unbelievable. And if you haven't heard it, you should, you should listen to that. Well, and it's a, it's actually a good seg, not into your next song, but into my last song, which I'll talk about when we get there. But um, there was a benefit uh, album that came out for the artist that I'm going to feature last. And Vic, Vic actually played on it as well. So, We'll get there later. Oh, awesome. Before that, you've got um, you've got one of my favorite songwriters ever. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, I 
I love you for bringing him, but I'm also kind of pissed that you were the one that brought him instead well, of me. You know what? You guys have mentioned him like at least again. He's one of those people you guys have mentioned on the show a bunch of times. Yeah, and it's like what are you going to play it? You just right. talk about it. We and, talk you know, about it. yeah. We're talking about ta- Towns Van Zandt. You guys, you guys are talking to talk. I'm just walking the walk. Yeah. We're talking Towns Van Zant, and you're bringing Towns Van Zant to the sh- to the show. So I appreciate Just that. Just did it. Just doubled down. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, you wanted for the sake of the song, beautiful, beautiful song. And uh, I think let's. I definitely backed off. It's okay because there are lo- there's a lot of songs that you, I could have, and you know, there's a ton of songs yeah. I could have thrown out there, like. Oh, you th- you think you think that song was sad? Here, try try this one. This, yeah. Well, hey, Ireland, <laughs> think you know about sad songs? You should listen to Towns. Yeah, you can shut up about it. Well, <laughs> let's let's play. Let's let Towns introduce it. This is from live at the Old Quarter in Houston, Texas, and then we'll talk about it. Towns Van right. for the sake of the song. Play this called uh, for the sake of the song. Why does she sing sad songs for me? I'm not the one to tenderly bring her soft sympathy. I've just begun to see my way clear and it's plain. If I stop, I will fall. I can lay down a tear for pain, just a tear, and that's all. What does she want me to do? She says that she knows that moments are rare, I suppose, that it's true. Then on she goes to say I don't care, and she knows that I do. Maybe she just has to sing for the sake of the song. Who do I think that I am to decide that she's wrong? like to think I was cruel but she knows that's a lie for I would be no more than a tool if I allowed her to cry all over me all my sorrow is real even though I can't change my plans if she could see how I feel then I know that she'd understand Or does she actually think I'm to blame Does she really believe That some word of mine could relieve all her pain Can't she see that she grieves Just because she's been blindly deceived 
Nothing's what it seems. Maybe she'll start someday to realize if she abandons her dreams, then all the words she can say are only lies. Oh, when will she see that to gain is only to lose? All that she offers me are her chains. I got to refuse. Oh, but it's only to herself that she's lied. She likes to pretend there's something that she should defend with her pride. And I don't intend to stand here and be the friend from whom she must hide. Oh, but maybe she just has to sing for the sake of the song. And who do I think that I am to decide that she's wrong? Maybe she just has to sing for the sake of the song. Towns. Oh man. Beautiful. Yeah, not to say about it. <laughs> not much to say about it, you know. I mean great song, just beautiful vocals, beautiful guitar. And he's a guy, you know, I discovered him somewhat late. Um I don't know if oh, you yeah. and I have you and Me I even too. really talked about him much. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, of all the you know late night sessions, hanging out at your place or my place, playing music, drinking beer, doing whatever. I don't know if we've ever really played each other towns. Um, and and he's one of those guys that I think is very very influential. He's like the singer songwriter country version of like the Velvet Underground. Um, and by that I mean he's not as big as he could have been, but was very, very, very big and influential with musicians. Yeah. Well, all that, that whole crew that he hung out with, like they were all covering his songs. They yeah. wanted to be him. Right. Yeah. You know, they, and, and they know that they, they just knew that he was, you know, he, he, he was the guy they wanted to be. Yeah. And even, even Willie, he wrote crazy. We're crying out loud, you know, you know, Guy Clark and you know, Chris Christopherson and all those people. There's like he was the guy. Right. Later, Steve Earle. Yeah, exactly. For sure, uh, you know, and of course, his probably his best known song is "Poncho and Lefty," uh, by the, by Willie's version is probably right. Exactly uh, suffers, which it suffers from the same thing that a lot of the. Uh, the uh, town's studio records suffer from, and that's just like awful, awful production. Yeah, which is which just is partly terrible. why an album like Live at the Old Quarter is so great because uh, it's just him. It's live. 
it's, yeah, it's I had this cafe. conversation actually today with like two 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 separate people, and it was it just came down to this. It's like the more instruments surrounding his voice, the more it just detracts from everything. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's like yep. I was listening to the first record, and it's like, why are there drums on this? Right. Right. Like that guy used to be shot. Who? <laughs> let that happen less is more yeah. in many cases and especially when you have a song writer and a song and songs as pure as as some of those you don't oh, need absolutely. you don't need to dress them up no it's like it's like if, if uh, like like patsy Cline walked out on stage and said i've been working on an acapella version of crazy and i'm gonna sing that for you and then the guy in the backup band drummer's like this really needs bongos <laughs> you know, it's like that. <laughs> Why? Right. Don't, right. don't do that. Right. It's just terrible. Yeah, you don't need to add anything to a masterpiece. You know, it just it no, just muddies don't. it. It muddies it. But yeah, uh, towns. I mean, I could have played. We could have done a whole show dedicated to towns. We could have done a whole show dedicated to, to nearly every one of these artists we're playing tonight. In fact. This is a heavy show, Mike. It is. It is a heavy show. And I'll use that to pivot to my last song, which is by a guy named Reiner Patachik, which um, not exactly a household name, but he's played with some heavies, and he is incredibly influential to a lot of musicians, but maybe not that known outside of certain circles. He's... He played with Giant Sand. He was, I think, one of the founding members of Giant Sand when they were called Giant Sandworms. He's played with Robert Plant. He's played with uh, Emmy Lou. What did he play with Emmy Lou? Uh, he, I knew he played He's with, like one of those, the Tucson guy? Yeah, exactly. From, Is that where they're from? From Tucson, exactly. Um, he's actually, I think he was born in, in East Germany and then migrated over here when he was a kid. Um was, was he part of Calexico as well, or no? Is no, that different? No, different but time? they, the Calexico guys, backed him up on um, on one of his records, and you know, very much connected to that scene. And I think he was in that scene. He he was Have you elevated. Ever been down there? Have I ever been down there? Yeah. Well, maybe when I was a kid, went through on the train once and stopped for the day. Beautiful. But, yeah. Um, so I, I, I grew up on the other side of the state, which is just not beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's play it, and then we'll talk about it, because I think the music stands up on its own. This is from... So I, I guess I kind of have to give a little bit of an intro. He, yeah. in, in um, 1996, I believe, on uh, Groundhog Day, February 2nd, 1996, he was riding his bike in fell over the handlebars from a seizure because he had brain cancer. He undiagnosed at the time, and that's how it became diagnosed. So he was an amazing guitarist and had recorded a a bunch of records, put out, you know, played with with a bunch of different people. And, um, And then through, was in the hospital for like a month and dealing with chemotherapy and, had to relearn how to play uh, and over time eventually did um, went through his treatment and seemed to be doing well and put out um, 
there was a, while he was in the hospital, Hal Gelb from Giant Sand, he, he hooked up with Robert Plant, and they put out a, um, a, a compilation record, a tribute benefit for Reiner uh, to help pay for some of the hospital costs called The Inner Flame. Very good, worth doing. He's got a bunch of great artists on it, and he plays on a lot of it. After he, he got better and relearned to play, he backs up like... You know many so, many of these artists. Um, so 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 he's on the record as well. He's on the record, and it, it he's on his own tribute. Record? He's on his own tribute benefit record. Um, oh, that's kind of cool. It is really cool. And then um, it came out, I think, in August of 1997, and in October of 97, he relapsed, and three weeks later he passed away. But between the time he relapsed. In, in the time he passed away, when when he relapsed, they knew it was it was grim, and right. uh, he still wanted. I mean, he, I think he still was like, you know, okay, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to uh, go into the studio and and record. He spent four days in the studio recording his final songs, and uh, it came out a few years later. It's it's an album called The Farm. Uh, and this is a song from that. This is the title track, actually, from that record. Um, even though he wrote it before, it just it has it. It just it's crushing to me. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. You'll hear it. And and he also sings. He talks about his his daughter Lily, who I think was like two or three at the time. Oh, you know, man. it's just crushing. Anyway, beautiful song. Let's play it, and we'll talk. We'll talk more. Reiner Patachik. Right. Here you go. Plains of Kansas 
nowhere Someplace out there And in my arms now I can feel my baby And it's as good as I felt lately Oh Lily, I love you Don't know how I ever Got by without, without you. I'm never gonna leave here. You're not gonna change. No matter how many men you send to lay me flat Someone I know taught me without really teaching Wow, Mike, you killed it. <laughs> I think you took it home with that. <laughs> That's uh, the farm, Reiner. Yeah, you should, yeah. you should check his stuff out, man. Uh, and everyone think- should check his stuff out because he, you know, I think recently a lot of it's been reissued, but even still, he's he's not nearly known as well as he, sh- he should be. He should be... He should be a legend that everybody's rediscovering, and you know, in an alternate universe, he's like as big as Neil Young. That's you know that 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 alternate universe is full of a lot of people. It is, it is, but and I don't say that lightly either. Um, no, no, but there's 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 a lot. Yeah, that a, was just kind of wonderful. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube too performances of him there's even a really really charming it's two parts it's like 15 minutes each um charming like guitar instruction video from 1981 where he's very young you know like telling people how to play guitar Um, really yeah and (laughs) and then you know the flip the flip side of that how old was he uh, I think he passed away when in 97 when he was um, 46, so he was probably about 30 at the time. Um, and, and then the flip side of that was uh, there was a, it's about eight minutes long and it's, it's, it's crushed. There's a moment, you know, I mean, I'll send it to you and I'll tweet it out to those that are listening 
my Twitter handle is M Hogan says, but uh, crushing just because of what happened shortly after. It was it was I think a feature that that came out on some Arizona TV show about the release of the Inner Flame that that tribute record that had him and Giant Sand and Page and Plant and Emmy Lou Harris and Lucinda Williams and all these amazing artists Vic Chestnut PJ Harvey. Um, it came out. They did a feature on him. And then, of course, he relapsed and passed away. But in that small window, there's eight minutes of this feature. And during the interview, and they didn't edit it out, it's it's like it's heart. It's the most heartbreaking part of the interview. Um, he he stops to let his daughter Lily, who he sings about in that last song, get up on his lap, and he gives her a cookie, and he like stops the interview to like interact with his daughter. It's just yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Anyway. Yeah. There you go. Heavy stuff for a, uh, what is it, a Wednesday night. But uh, Yeah, kids, have sweet dreams. Good stuff. Thank you, Jack. Pleasure. That was good, Mike. We'll have to do another one good. of these. Uh, next week, I've, I've got your buddy Bob Ham going to be doing Oh, I, I, I was uh, talking to him today. I was texting with him today, uh, asking him why he keeps trying to uh, trying to steal my seat and wound flutter. <laughs> I'm trying to steal my guest spot. Just, the guy's like following me around. He's he's, he's your shadow, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and Bobby Threat, Stanovich. Threatening, threatening to play publicly uh, uh, voicemails that That's, I've drunkenly left him. Yeah. It may or may not surface next week when he's on the show. Look forward to that. Of course, Bob Nastanovich will be back. He's, well, I was, he's, I, was, I, was, I was hoping to get it on tonight. I was hoping to nip that in the bud. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, instead, instead we we you know started the show with a different song of yours. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, which I'm 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 surprised you didn't gravitate to that one earlier because it's the most obviously sonic youthy. Thing. I'm not, you know, I'm anything but obvious, Jack. You should know that. That's by true. Now. That's uh, true. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, we'll do this again at some point for sure. And I appreciate, right. really okay. appreciate you stepping in in Bob's absence. Yeah, Bob, it's been fun. Bob will be it's back. Fun. He's on tour somewhere in Europe. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. It's Three Songs and then, Pod. And then, and then you'll have Ham on, and I'll, uh, I'll have a lot to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Much appreciated, sir. Thanks, everyone. All right, Mike. Bye, everybody.